Yo, yo, yo. It's been a while. We are back, and it's been, what do you what do you think, three weeks? At least. Okay, so. At the very least. Let's hit the, the viewers, not the viewers, the listeners for <laughs> the date. Today is March 23rd, approximately uh, 5.49 p.m. Yeah. Uh, it's Thursday, and we're back, and we're excited. We we're took, in, my bad, we're in apartment 416. I just figured we'd mention a change This is scenery. a different location, for sure. Yeah, we're at Social 28 now, so... If you listen closely, you can maybe hear the jackhammering. I don't know. <laughs> it's distant, but... Without Wu Tang, mm-hmm. without Wu Tang. Yeah. So thank, honestly, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because we don't have to hear about LeBron. I mean, we'll probably end up on LeBron. I'm sure we will, yeah. but or LeVar. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to to talk about LeVar. So let's try and at least stick with the NCAA tournament. But uh, so we we uh, we didn't get a podcast in during the uh, the round of 64 or 32. Nope. But uh, we're we're coming in strong for the round of 16. So why don't we just kind of recap what what went down for. Uh, the first half of the tournament. Yeah, um, well, as you know, Florida is in the Sweet 16. Let's go. For the first time since 2014. Mm-hmm. Florida actually, we haven't lost in the Sweet 16, I don't think, in forever. Right. So we normally win when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Duke's out. Feels Sweet. good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a W for America. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly. Um, North Carolina's still in it. You got yeah. your big, Louisville lost to Michigan. Well, that, you know, that was the end of I'm my all over bracket. the board right now. That was the end of my bracket. Yeah. I had Duke and I had Villanova going far. See, I thought this was the year of the Patinos. I thought I thought Louisville was going to catch fire on the tournament, and make a run. I had them as the as the champions. I thought Minnesota was going to kind of make a deep run. They have one of the better players in the country. I, I I don't even know who who do you know who it is? I'm blanking on the name right now, but <laughs> but uh, they're also coached by Patino. Yeah, Richard. He used to coach here. He was an assistant. Um, Correct. That would have been sweet if they would have played each other. I think they were in the same bracket, were they not? I believe they were. I'm trying yeah. to visualize it right now. I'm actually pretty sure they were. Minnesota Maybe. lost on opening day. Though, yeah, so Middle was, Tennessee again. That was pretty much the end of that for me. Yep. Louisville didn't fare too well either. Um, mm-hmm. The Zags are still going strong. Right. Um, it's interesting, and in, in Florida's bracket, at least, in the East, whoever makes the Final Four is going to be, it's going to be their first Final Four ever as a coach. Oh, that's true. So That's a good point. That's why I'm not really, I, I like Florida's chances, because mm-hmm. you know the coaching experience isn't there for anybody. Right. Which is a plus for Florida, at least. I have to say, I was watching. I watched the uh, repeat after us, the SEC story documentary on uh, Florida's repeat championship basketball teams. A lot of parallels between this team and that first go around championship yeah. team. Just, uh, I'm, I've just noticed a few things let's, that, let's that really made me take a step back and say, "Wow, that sounds pretty familiar." I think. Yeah. Well, the first one is like I know that the 06 team ended the season poorly. Yeah, correct. I mean, I mean they won the SEC tournament, but like mm-hmm. they didn't fare well at the end of the season. Yeah. No one really gave them a chance, mm-hmm. right? No one. Nobody. Right. They were they were unranked to start the season, mm-hmm. as as these guys were too. There's a few more, but yeah, um, uh, mainly like just the, it was the way they played really, and like the kind of the philosophy of Billy D, like totally like unselfish basketball, like playing for the joy of like your teammates and like playing through them, you know, uh, facility like facilitating plays and kind of being unselfish with the ball. It's the great thing about this team, and I think this is another parallel with what you were talking about from the 06 team, is we never know who's going to go off, too. Right. You know, it could be Casey Hill, who came on out and hasn't done anything. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We're in the Sweet 16. Cayman Island has scored probably seven, eight points yeah. uh, combined both games. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a good sign. Um, you know, but yeah, the defense has been great. Mm-hmm. 53 points, I think, allowed on average for the first two games. Now, yeah. granted, Virginia cannot score. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I were think, airballing I think, open threes, but like, what were you going to say? I mean, obviously Virginia was, wasn't hitting their shots, but like, we also closed out a lot of shots and played pretty solid defense. And I also think Virginia was a little overrated to begin yeah. with. Oh, 100%. But, like, that's not to say they weren't a good team. And it wasn't, I mean, we beat them by, like, what, 26 or something? And it was it was much worse than that at one point. So, like, I, that's a pretty dominant win in my opinion. Yeah, and it was nice to see Leon get wet from mm-hmm. three. Also, I just want to say I've been called, I called it about four weeks ago. Gorjak. Gorjak. Did I not? You did, okay. I said he's an X-Factor dude, and he is such an X-Factor. <laughs> Bro, what is going on with Gorshaw Gat? Oh, it's great, dude. The Australian. He's doing it. He's just doing what he needs to do out there. Yeah, he's like, he's running the floor, and he's like pulling boards on offense. He's doing what needs what All we he needs, require yes, out of him. Just run the floor, like you said, defend a little bit, yeah. grab some boards with two hands, because mm-hmm. he's a big dude, right. and dunk it. That's all he has to do, just catch it and dunk it. This man, this man is a 10% thresher. <clears throat> he's 1 for 10 on the year. He's got more air balls than makes. But if we're looking at it in a positive way, it's room for improvement, and he can improve on that. This is very true. This is very true. <laughs> this man is going to finish under 50%, probably under 30% on the year for free throws. And, like, I've, I'm not going to hold it against him because, like, he, he's been injured throughout the season, and he's definitely learning a lot and coming through when we need him. But, like... We still need more added. So don't sleep yet, Korjok. You're not done. Bull prediction is next year he'll come back shooting granny style. I don't know. Kanyon will not be with the team much longer. But will his his ways stick with the team, maybe? We'll see. We'll see. I hope. I hope so, at least. Uh, would you want to preview the games tonight? We got some. We got four games tonight and four yeah. games tomorrow. Yeah, we should. We, what, do you, what would you like to kick off with? Well, I think uh, Oregon is playing Michigan at 7, Okay. so we should start with that. Any thoughts, questions, concerns with that game? Um, I mean, I had Oregon, oh, Oregon. I had <laughs> Oregon uh, dipping out a little earlier than this. I thought that their uh, their injury was was really going to hurt them because they're such a good rebounding team, and a lot of that had to do with, um, what's his name that went down? Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher went down. He was a big part of that rebounding presence, and like that's one of Oregon's really, uh, really, like, big strong suits and I thought that that was really going to affect them but they've been pretty much all right and um Michigan is just like one of those can we I have a little complaint about Michigan and it has nothing to do with basketball can we just put an end to the narrative that their plane crashed it didn't it didn't crash it slid off the runway it skidded a little bit at no point was it in the air you know, okay, really, I didn't know that. No, actually. it wasn't. Well, because I I was watching like outside the lines or something, and then they were making they were going out of their way to make sure we knew it was a plane crash. It, okay, this is I've heard this on I've heard this argument on a podcast before. What is the definition of a plane crash? Okay, we, Does yeah, a plane we should have that to up. be. In, like, I think it has to be flying. Right, it has that's to be what flying. I, that's what I would say. For, okay, if it's a car crash, yeah, mm-hmm. it has to be driving. But right. a plane, the main function of a plane is to fly, mm-hmm. not to drive. This, so wheels have to be up. Well, what what would we call this then? If we're not going to call it a crash, what are we going to um, call it? Uh, let's see. A, I can't think right now. A, a, an incident? An incident, maybe. An accident? Uh, an unsuccessful takeoff. Right. Right? But, like, okay, so, I don't know. Keep I, hitting my desk. Just, 
a lot of you're hearing it a lot in the media. Michigan's plane crash, and you hear plane crash in sports, and you think like Marshall, and like everyone died. Yeah, we are. And it Marshall. really takes you to like a darkened place, and it's like, oh my god, like they're such heroes. Their planes get it off the wrong way. Yeah, because I'm we, sure it was scary, and I don't want it to happen to me. Knock on wood. Yeah, but I'm just. It's funny because you're, it you're, you're wearing the maize in blue right now. It's actually pretty funny. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so you're subliminally supporting Michigan tonight, but I do agree with you. Like I don't know why everyone's saying they survived the plane crash because they didn't survive a plane crash. Mm-hmm. They just they didn't the plane didn't take off correctly. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I didn't you know I didn't even know this. It was but, an icy runway. Yeah, and then you know what? I think if they're gonna win tonight, they need another one of those, <laughs> and just one per new region. Mm-hmm. You know, That's you know. It takes. I'm not gonna lie. I was walking out of the airport where I work. I was walking out, and the the Gators charter plane to go to New York was sitting on the runway waiting for them to get on, and it was noticeably <laughs> dilapidated. Oh <laughs> like, no! Like noticeably, this was an old plane that had been through repairs. Where's the funding? Why can't we get a better plane? I don't know. An unmarked plane too. Weird. Unmarked. No, no, no. There's no number on the tail. There's nothing. It was pretty weird. So if it vanishes, then how are we going to find it? Well, they got there safely. We know that. Thank God. Mm-hmm. How is that job, by the way, at the, at the old airport? <laughs> hey, don't get me started, dude. <laughs> I already talked about Enterprise enough today. <laughs> Good old fundamentals of production. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, Oregon and Michigan at 7. Do we mm-hmm. have a prediction? This is tough. This is the... When I was doing my second chance bracket, this is the game that took me the longest to decide. Yeah. Um, who did I pick? I believe I picked Oregon because Michigan is a good team, but they're not a great team. Yeah. And Oregon has more talent, but what what has done it for Michigan is they've been making a stupid amount of threes. So the only thing that really needs to happen for Michigan to be taken out of the game is if they go a little cold. And, like, you, you see that this time of year. Like, <clears throat> maybe teams caught fire and it's magic, and then the next game is just done. Yeah, it's so hard to duplicate that. They can either game. drip like 15 threes, or they can make like six. And they don't have a big man, really. Not really. So that's why I think they match up all of, pretty well with Oregon. I think Oregon matches up well with them, too. They don't, mm-hmm. No one has a true toss it down low, back to the basket kind right. of guy. The line on this game is Michigan minus one, which is kind of surprising. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is a tough game to call. I think I would just, I'm, I'm going to go with Michigan. I think they're just playing well right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The fighting John B lines, I think, are going to get the W. To be honest, yeah, I mean they they won big games before he has, yeah. but uh, I mean we'll see. I also picked it in my bracket, so I'm kind of uh, you know, yeah. I don't want to sway away. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's why I'm rolling with Oregon. Yeah, is a duck going to pull a truck tonight? <sighs> Ducks don't pull trucks. That's right. So, that's no. right. I should know that. Uh, Seven thirty nine. These times are crazy. Seven thirty nine p.m. We got West Virginia and the Zags. Mark Few has never been to a Final Four. Mm-hmm. Bobby Huggins has. Right. I don't know if that's going to make a big deal or not. This game is being played in San Jose. Mm-hmm. So closer to the Zags, if that, it's going to make a difference. I mean, how big of a fan yeah. base are we talking about? It's going to come down in droves, like, yeah. big, like Big Blue Nation. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what to make of this game. Gonzaga's looked pretty good. West Virginia took care of Notre Dame relatively easily. I didn't expect that. Right. Um, I mean... I think some teams are more susceptible to press than others. I think Zad, the Zags are like a pretty solid, like experienced team. Um, I think I think the Zags get the W here just because you know they've got a lot of tournament experience and they've got some pretty solid players, especially down low. And um, the press, 
isn't as intimidating as I think a lot of people make it out to be. Like, if you just kind of put your mind to it and, like, take your time, play possession, and know where your outman is, or, like, if you understand which press they're running, because there's not, I mean, there's different kinds of presses that <clears throat> yeah. Bobby H. runs with his tracksuits. But uh, I think I, I think Gonzaga will be able to kind of dissect it a little bit. Um, what worries me for this game isn't anything for either team. It's Bob Huggins' health. I'm serious. I actually, like... So many to get him under control because he gets mad mm-hmm. and he has those problems. I like I don't know what exactly the health problem is, but I feel like he's gonna have a heart attack one time on the court. So Bobby, just take it easy, take a couple deep breaths. Uh, Gonzaga does have the seven footer, mm-hmm. aka the mountain from the Game of Thrones. Right. Um, I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce his first name. Uh, his last name is Karnowski. Okay. Um, if anyone was wondering, mm-hmm. he's had a solid tournament so far. 19 points. Combined in two games. When the when the Gators played them early in the year, that's that's where they struggled defending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a he's a tough he's a matchup problem. Yeah. He's three hundred pounds. Yeah, and he's from Poland. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Zags too. I I think they're just a better team. Mm-hmm. And West Virginia, they always they just shoot so many threes and deep twos. I hate the deep two deep basketball. Twos, they yeah. shoot so many deep twos. Javon Carter, um, their other point, you know, their other guards. Daxter Miles is pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's a spark plug off the bench. But yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be a good game for sure. I, I like the Zags to get through. And then we have some nine thirty games. Uh, nine thirty nine. We have Purdue and Kansas. This is an interesting one. I mean, not for me. I feel like I know the answer here. You think Kansas? Yeah, it's got to be the Jayhawks. I think so. It's also in Kansas City. So if they lose that, also Caleb Swanigan is still fat. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's not homeless anymore though. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's not homeless, but he's still fat. He is good though. Like he's my yeah, boy. I like, no, for I like sure. Him. He's a baller. But... Yeah, he is. But he is, he's still chunky, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's fine. That's, it's good for the position he plays. He uses it well. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he's a baller, but yep. still got a couple... He could still stand and lose a few Libras. <laughs> I think um, I think this one's going to be close, and then Kansas pulls away towards the end. I mean, Kansas has a four-year starter who's up for Player of the Year award in Frank Mason. And, Seems and, like he's been there for 10 years. Right, exactly. And they always have a player like that, because mm-hmm. it was Perry Ellis last yeah. year. And you now added some youth with a pro player in Josh Jackson who can who does it all. Like, yeah. literally everything. Yeah. And then Devontae Graham, too, is yeah. wet. Mm-hmm. So they have a great backcourt. Yeah. Their frontcourt's not that great, but it doesn't have to be, though. Right. That's why, that's why the matchup down low for me is going to be intriguing. And Purdue hits their threes, but they're not a very athletic team, mm-hmm. besides maybe a few guys. Yeah. I, I mean, Bill Self... Normally, they, they've been choking in the second round lately. And for him to get past that hump and beat Michigan State, was, they, they pretty much demolished Michigan State. Right. So uh, I'd like them to continue that, too. Um, and then the last game, if my phone will load, do you do the last game off the top of your head? It's, it's, do we, I don't think we have another one. Arizona right? Xavier. Oh, you're right. Yeah. All right, this one's easy, too, for me. <clears throat> yeah. Although Xavier's playing extremely well, Trevon Blewett, mm-hmm. number five, that kid is so good. Yeah, uh, I had a chance to like watch him like from court level, and he's just he's like six six, and he can shoot it, he can drive, he's yeah. really really good. They're playing really well. It's Sean Miller's former school, just, you know, a little player's program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I agree with you though. I think I think the uh, I think Barrett Allen's gonna get this one. Yeah, I I think it's the Cats. Yeah, because it's it's like we talked about in Oregon, like. You can have a team playing really hot, but like a lot of the time, it's just it's just going to be the, the team with the better players. Yeah, and I think in this case, it's definitely Arizona. Yeah, Arizona has more NBA talent. Mm-hmm. They have a better. I think they have a better. Well, the coaches are pretty equal. Yeah, Xavier's fan base is going to travel. Uh, That's true, but I mean, so will Arizona. Yeah, 
that was a stupid point I made. Yeah, I, I like Zona to advance. And then that brings us to Friday. Right. We're going to go ahead yeah, for Friday. Let's on, let's say the Gator game for last. Okay. It also is the last tip-off, just right, yeah. for the record. Butler, North Carolina. So, yeah. Butler, UNC. Uh, if anyone's wondering, I put 15 bucks on Butler to advance out of the region for a 98 return. So, I'm crossing the fingers. It's going to be tough. Do you, if, I, if I lose, it's like 15 bucks, whatever. You can have my money. I don't care. Yeah. If I win, I'm a rich man. Right. So. Um... What game? What are you talking about? <laughs> Butler, I'm UNC. Totally blanked, yeah. You, you're focused on the money. I know. I was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about the Gator game. But, uh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Okay. See, I was just having a conversation about an hour ago with a buddy. Like, Butler, I totally forgot they were in this, the Sweet 16. I was like, wait, who's UNC playing? Oh, my God, it's Butler. Yeah. Like, and it, can, it can really go either way. Because, like, Arkansas is not that great of a team, and they really gave... UNC a tough time. Yeah, that it, it took a lot for them to come back. Yeah. And Butler is a recently a historically good program and they don't have any I mean, not it's not like they're a bunch of slouches, like and it is March. Like if you check the calendar, it says March. Yeah. We're playing in the tournament right now. Anything could happen. I'm gonna go with Butler in this one. Okay. I'm happy that I'm mad. I'm happy you agree with me, but I also wanted to be the only one to choose Butler. I'm, I'm also taking Butler. you got to pick some upsets. Yeah, some, this know. is the one. And this yeah. is the one for me, because Butler's a four seed. They took care of both their first two games relatively easily. Yeah. North Carolina, like you mentioned, struggled against Arkansas, and I did not see that coming. Yeah, me either. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of, they honestly should have lost. Arkansas choked that game away. For sure. Yeah, I like Butler to win, um, and I also like my $98, too. So that would be tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no one's, I mean... Okay, if you pick this as a Sweet 16 matchup, you're lying. South Carolina, Baylor. You're right. Um, I didn't pick it. Hell no. I don't see the problem for me with this. I know. I feel like I know South Carolina pretty well. You know, it's a yeah. it's a gritty team, plays defense well, and Sindarius? Sindarius. Kindarius, Tony. Sindarius <laughs> Thornwell is... Uh, he's a super good player, player of the year in the SEC. He does it all, kind of like a Josh Jackson type, like yeah. great defender as well. And I think I don't see, and it kind of ends there for me because I don't really know much about Baylor to be honest. Um, I think they have some size and athleticism, but they struggle to score though at times. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an interesting game. They're they're very defensive. Um, their leading scorer is Jonathan Molly. He's a big dude. He's like a power forward. Yeah. He can dribble. Um, he averages sixteen a game, sixteen and nine. He's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they um. They struggled to shoot. I know that. They haven't been playing that well either until the tournament. Right. And they got a little lucky with USC beating SMU because I had SMU beating them. Yeah, me too. Um, it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be South Carolina. I really do. And, I mean, it could just be because I'm super ignorant on Baylor, but I I feel like it's a good year for the Gamecocks. No, I agree with you. They, uh, they've got, like... They got Sundarius Thornwell and CJ Dozier. Right? P- PJ Dozier. P- PJ Dozier. Dwayne Notice is pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, their backcourt's good. Yeah, they've got solid backcourt. They can hit their shots. Yeah. And I mean, they've just got you know, playmakers all around. Yeah, Sundarius isn't much of a three-point shooter. He wasn't earlier at, during the year, but mm-hmm. he was knocking all down against Duke. He was knocking threes down against right. Marquette. Um, but like you mentioned, their backcourt's great. Their big man Chris Silva, I think his name is. Yeah, he's a uh, stepping up too. Um, I think South Carolina wins it as well. I, I don't know much about Baylor, too, to be honest. I haven't seen them play much, but mm-hmm. I think South Carolina just has it going right now. I like I really like Frank Martin. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, is it a coincidence that right when Will Muschamp gets there, they start winning in basketball? 
I mean, I hope not. <laughs> uh, that's not a correlation I want to see for years to come. Because, like, I feel like we're on the uptick a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it took Will Muschamp leaving the Gators yeah. for yeah. for everything else. Get, to get, that, get that cancer out of you. Yeah. And then we're good. Uh, next up, we have Kentucky and the Fighting LeVar Balls. Okay. I see. I see. I see. Um, this one, easy for me, I feel like. Um, it's going to be the Cats. Okay. Interesting. Wildcats. Interesting. Ah, this is a tough game. Because UCLA, everyone on that team has scored. Right. Thomas Welsh, Laval, or Levi's, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's um, working. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's bad. Uh, Lonzo can shoot it. Um, Alford is just on fire most yeah. of the time. Their other big man, I forget his name right now, but he's also a pretty good shooter. Kentucky only, I feel like Kentucky only has three guys who contribute, or who, who need to contribute for them mm-hmm. to do well, which is Adebayo, Monk, and, and Fox. Yeah. I feel like if two of those three guys don't have good games, they're never going to win. Mm-hmm. Against, almost against anybody, let alone right. UCLA. I think UCLA wins the rematch again, and I think it's a shootout. And I think because of that, we hear more from LeVar. And I make, I start making more slips. I don't know. I think I think Cal has done a really good job this year emphasizing defense. Like That's not something that he's done a lot over the past few years. But, I mean, obviously everyone knows he's, he's a one-and-done type of guy. And, like, the fact that he has... Like, he talks about it, and he gives, like, really insightful answers. Like, he has he, this team this year, he's he's kind of forced them to commit to defense. Oh, they have to, yeah. Because they played such trash, like, all throughout the SEC play, and, like, they just kind of fumbled their way to the SEC championship, like, regular season championship. Mm-hmm. And what really helped them, like, to turn the corner, and you saw it in the championship game, is they started playing really good D, forcing turnovers and getting it out on fast breaks, and that's where they're faster than anybody. Yeah, uh, Fox and Monk. Yeah. Oh, my God. You can't stop. I just have one complaint from the Wichita State-Kentucky game. What the hell was Wichita State doing on those final two possessions? How do you get blocked from three-point range twice in back-to-back possessions? They're just good defensive plays. I guess. I Yeah, that's a good point, but still. Come on. Come on, uh, Greg Marshall. Get it together. And lastly, we got Whiskey and, the, and them Gator boys. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, it's going to be a good Gators for me. Yeah. I think... Uh, <clears throat> I hope, anyway. I really do. I think we can. I think, like, I think we can pretty much dominate. And not not dominate, but I think we have, like, the skill set necessary to, like, put any game away handedly. I agree with you. I think we match up well with them again. They, mm-hmm. they play slow, a la Virginia. Mm-hmm. But they, they can actually knock down some shots. Sure. But athletically, we're way superior. Yeah. Um, I Coach-wise... You know, Greg Gard is a good coach. Sure. It's the second Sweet 16 versus Mike White's first, but I don't think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game's in New York City, so fan-wise, I don't think that's going to matter for anybody. I'm, I'm talking about does. all these irrelevant things. On the court, let's get back on the court. I agree with you. I think if we win, we have to, like we could blow them out right. more than they could us. Yeah. Like if we're, if we're defending them with our athleticism and our quickness, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they don't have a shot. Right. Like it, That's the key. Like I was saying earlier, like, the Gators are just capable of like locking anyone down. Yeah. Basically, it's it's like smothering, and like that's that's why Virginia like wasn't hitting their shots because they were being closed out and they were being like they were forcing up bad shots, and it's just all like after that because I think the defense is pretty consistent yeah. at this point. Yeah. I don't really I, think we I, need I to agree. worry much about that. I agree. But now it just becomes a matter of can we capitalize on those turnovers and can we hit our damn shots? The last thing you said. Yeah. Because. Yeah, Mike White has successfully convinced these guys you have to play defensive with mm-hmm. a defensive mindset yeah. above all else. 
if we don't hit our shots against, like, like first half, for instance, against East Tennessee State, mm-hmm. the defense was there, you know, obviously they're going to hit some shots too. We couldn't hit anything. Yeah. Second half, we started hitting everything and we blew them out. Mm-hmm. And in Virginia, that was just the perfect game. Almost. Right. So, yeah, one guy has to get hot. One guy, one or two guys to make a few threes. And then I think it, the rest takes care of itself, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, Kayvon Allen has to wake up at some point. Yeah. I don't think, like, I really, you know, I read an article today. I think he's going to break out in this game. You want to know why? Why is that? His mom's going to be there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Every single game that she's gone to this year, he has gone off. That's big. Arkansas game this year, she yes. was there. Yes. And that was one of his biggest games this year. So. I hope it's not like the Vandy game at home because he went off but nobody else did. Yeah. But I was just going to say because when he goes off sometimes no one else does. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen. No. Clearly. But like I, at but this it won't, time it won't. Of year, I think they understand at this point. Yeah. Like at this time of year that's not how it's going to be. Yeah. Everyone just has to contribute. You know. He's doing a great job too though. He's not scoring but he's affecting the game so many other yeah, ways. Yeah, definitely. So it's just a, it's fun to watch. We're looking really good right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we win. And then I, I, I think if we lose, though, I think it's going to be we're going to be winning the entire game and then we choke it away, kind of how we did I against agree. Vanderbilt. I agree. I definitely right? agree with that. Which would be awful. That would be such a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing that scares me about Wisconsin. They're just super experienced. Like, they have so much experience, especially in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are they, those guys know what to expect. Our guys don't. But mm-hmm. the matchup I'm looking forward to watch is who's going to guard Nigel Hayes. I think it's going to be D-Rob and, and maybe Keith Stone. Okay. And I think Keith Stone is almost like a carbon copy of Nigel Hayes in terms of how yeah. they play the game. He's not as talented, but he's like same size, same kind of skill set. So I'm not worried about that. I mean, Kabarius Hayes is big enough and athletic enough to get in there and yeah. get involved too. Honestly, yeah. And then their big man is okay, half. He's not bad. Mm-hmm. And their guards, none of them are quick enough to get around any one of our guards. They Consistently. Do, they, they distribute the ball really well. That's the thing, though. Yeah. If they get open looks, they will hit them. Yeah. That's the problem. That, mm-hmm. That's what Florida has to address. So as long as they bring energy on defense, like you said, I think that's a that's a consistent mm-hmm. at this point. So we'll have to see what they do on offense. Slight, maybe slight advantage for the Gators. They already played in the Garden a couple times this year. Yeah, it's true. Maybe we'll get the W this time. Yep, we can only hope. Yeah, and also shout out to Casey Hill real quick. He's he came in as like a you know offensive point guard. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought he was going to be one and done. He has now become a lockdown defender. Right. And just credit to him for mm-hmm. like adjusting his, his game. Can't hit, can't hit a shot, but you know what? I still that's, can't hit the shot. That's fine. You just got to contribute in the ways that you're best at, which is driving to, driving through the lane and transition yep. and defense. I think the moment I knew we were going to for sure beat Virginia is when he airballed it and it went right to Kivarius for the layup. <laughs> Some, sometimes it's just your game. You yeah. Know? Is that an assist? I feel like it could kind of... No. It's not an assist, no, but it should maybe assist. be an assist. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but uh, that's pretty much it for college. I mean, it's going to be a big weekend. I, I just, For me, if the Gators win this game, I think it's game on. I think you, oh, yeah. I think you can go ahead and put them in the, uh, the Final Four. I, I hope so. I... I don't, part of me just doesn't want to play South Carolina again. I know what you're saying, but you know, like, we already dropped one game to them this year. So, like, we, if you play a team three times in one year, it's almost impossible to win all three times. Unless you're Vanderbilt. Unless you're Vanderbilt in Florida or the Giants. <laughs> Wait, that was only twice. Never mind. But it could have been three times. It was probably going to be three times. Could have been three times. <laughs> um, so I mean, if you, we already we brought it's it's one and one right now with us. Yeah. So we've already got that L out of the way. Yeah. If we went into that game being two and zero against them, I'd be super nervous. Yeah, actually, good point. And I think it would really help that that would be on a neutral court. 
Oh, 100%. And when, you know, just from a basketball standpoint, when they beat us the first time, we did not hit a three the entire game. No. And we had Igbunu too. Mm-hmm. Second time, we didn't have Igbunu. We just ran him out of the building, basically. Right. So it's going to be interesting. I don't you know. Baylor could beat him. We could lose to Wisconsin, obviously. But mm-hmm. I don't, I hope not. I, I mean, it's March, man. Anything can happen. It is. That's true. Um, NBA, anything going on in the NBA? In the NBA? Uh, we got a pretty uh, controversial topic swirling, <laughs> swirling around in the NBA right now. Uh, how do you feel about uh, players taking rest? Okay, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think it matters. I, uh, I, you know, I get that. You know, yeah, you go as a fan, you want to see your your favorite players play. Right. But their 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 job is not to entertain the fans. It's to get wins and do what's best for the team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's funny how like LeBron just like doesn't feel like playing. You know, occasionally yeah. and, like, those guys just don't feel like playing. <laughs> I don't care. It's like it's their prerogative, you know what yeah. I mean? But that's just me as someone who doesn't really go to many NBA games and doesn't have an NBA team anyways, sure. so I don't really have a stake in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a lot of different, like, like conflicts. Like, if there was, if it was in a vacuum and, like, an NBA game wasn't televised and, like, there weren't fans and anything, this would never be talked about at all. Like, it's whatever. It's a long-ass schedule. These guys play a grueling minutes, especially LeBron. LeBron plays the most minutes in the NBA every year, and he he's balling out for every yeah. second of it. So, you know, he's got to be tired. He, I don't want to say he carries the team, but they're O and was five. They're he, really bad without him. When he doesn't play, they're yeah. like they they're like zero wins on the. It's year. night and day. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if anyone deserves it, deserves to sit a game every once in a while, I, I do agree that it's him. But I I don't really like the approach that he's taking with it. He's kind of he's kind of taking the. What business is, is it yours? Like, why are you asking me? Like, I think it's an understandable question to ask. Like, there are fans who, like, fly around the world to come see you. And, like, there are... there. It is, like, national television. Like, you can't just be sitting, like... The entire time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a fair question, clearly. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's it's a fair question, but it's also a fair answer, in my opinion. And I yeah. just... Maybe not the way he's going about it, but the actual answer itself is fair. No, I agree. It's just whatever, you know. It is, it's, it's weird, though, how that doesn't happen in, like, almost any other sport. Mm-hmm. Hockey, they play 82 games, and they don't rest... Yeah. Nobody rests in the hockey. Well, hockey That's plays, just also hockey. Yeah. Hockey plays a different breed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, and also I think the reason why I don't think it's that big of a deal is because it can end up being detrimental to their team if they want to rest. Right. So they're risking their own mm-hmm. livelihood. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you said, the Cavs are, what, 0-5 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Something bad without him. So, you know, that should you know, why would he want to rest anyways? The, but, like, they've kind of figured it out. So, like, LeBron will, like, He'll sit versus like the Clippers. It's like, well, you might have taken that hell anyway. So yeah, you just sit now, and then they play the Lakers the next the next day in the same building, and LeBron's out there. Such like, a LeBron move, just balling. Such on a LeBron him. move to play against the Lakers, yeah. not the Clippers. Yeah, and everyone also rests against the Magic. You know, everyone comes in Orlando. Oh, everyone just and why do you think that is? <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, the Clippers. I remember. CP3 was coming back from injury and they were playing the Warriors and he sat out that game and came back the next one just because he didn't want to have to guard Steph. Sure. You know? And like you said, they were probably going to take the L anyways. Mm-hmm. So, why yeah. bother? Yeah. But it doesn't really bother me that much. What does bother me a little bit is the, the LeVar Ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were talking, we were just watching the video yeah. on first take. Stephen A was getting triggered. I'm with him. He was so triggered. I'm with him. I think it's funny, but I think it's annoying. I think... I, I see at this point after after watching that I know what he's doing now and I get it. Yeah, I'm not mad at him because I. So what he, I guess what he's doing is like everyone else is gonna make money off his sons like whoever sponsors them like whoever like whatever team and whatever lead they play in. Mm-hmm. So I get, he's fair in saying that everyone else is gonna make money off my sons like 
I'm going to get mine too. And that sounds bad, but like, that's not, I don't think that's actually how it is. Yeah. He said it, like he's trying to build an empire for his sons. And there's, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I think, think he means well. Yeah. And like the whole, like my sons are better than Michael Jordan. I mean, definitely not right now, but yeah. you're right. Like someone does have to be, be better than him at some point. It could absolutely be your sons. It could be him. <laughs> it's not you. Sorry, LeVar. That's, that's where you, that's where you cross the line. Yeah. And that's where everyone starts to take issue with you when you just say the most outlandish crap. And it's like, we, we obviously know what you're doing. You're just screaming stupid stuff to get public, publicity. Yeah. Like, and it's super smart. I see. I'm not sure. I, I heard that he said he could be Michael, J- or not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Correct. When he was in his prime. Correct. At LeVar. Yeah. But I don't know if he also meant now because in the Stephen A. Smith video, it meant like he, it sounded like he meant now. Yeah. And I, I watched him play against Marcellus Wiley on Sports Nation the other day, and he, he is closer to needing life alert than he is to beating Michael Jordan. I mean, I'm sorry, he can't he can't dribble the ball. He was gassed after a layup. Yeah. And they were playing on like an eight-foot ram they were dunking. It was so dumb. He, he's never going to yeah. – I don't even know why I'm wasting my breath on this. Exactly. That's kind of how that's kind of how we need to approach yeah. this as a country. I need to cut myself off right there. I don't know. I'm over it. It'll go away eventually. UCLA will lose, and that'll yeah. be it. Yeah, There's, I don't think they win at all. I'm never gonna buy a big baller brand shirt, so I may actually. I think I'm going to. Yeah, but you're, in, you're doing it ironically. Yeah, exactly. and it's, that's the stupid that's thing. That's why working. it works. Yeah, it's working. It's crazy. He's a, he's a great businessman. He must have read the art of the deal. Honestly, maybe you know what? Maybe he'll run for president. <laughs> oh my honestly, God. make America ball again. Uh, that could I mean, be. Is, I would, is that the slogan? If that, if that was the slogan, I would go for him. <laughs> I think I made too, honestly. So uh, when we dip over to the uh, NFL a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, free agency. free agency has been huge. The Bucks made some big time signings, yes, and did. I'm so excited. To watch watch. You, I'll just give you your time. Why don't you go ahead and talk about <laughs> Thank it? Thank you, dude. Deshaun and Mike Evans. Yeah. Not don't forget about Adam Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Cameron Braid, make America braid again. Let's go. Jameis Winston. Let's let's stop talking about the woman's role in society for a minute and just throw let's just throw some passes and mm-hmm. you know even though he meant well. Yeah. Dougie Fresh is back. Charles Sims will be back. Mm-hmm. The line is good. The defense is, was was good last year, and they yeah. made some signs. They signed some uh, some guy from the Cowboys, Wilcox, safety. Yeah. And I think a lineman. From, I mean, the Cowboys defense is always trash. Yeah. So should that be a should that be a brag? I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, they signed a lineman. I think from the Redskins. I forget his name. Um, I'm not familiar. Yeah. He's so. Either way, though, mm-hmm. the offense is going to be, I think, really good next year. I agree. And if Dalvin Cook is available at that spot, I think they pull the trigger on him. Yeah. And I'm totally a fan of that. Oh, how could Absolutely. you not? How can you not? Yeah. I want Dalvin Cook on my team. I really want Dalvin Cook on my team. It's going to be Florida State backfield, which will suck for a little bit, but hey, Warwick Dunn was there before. You know? I can get over it in the NFL. Like, um, I was about to say that Dalvin Cook has never done anything bad to me, but that's not true. Yeah. But like, <laughs> because you know, it was personal. Honestly. At the end of the day, it's a business decision. Yeah. And it's he's, he's way... Is more worth it for me to be a fan of him and watch him ball out than for me to be super bitter about it and like watch him do really well and have to be angry all the time. Yeah, it's like why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, when I don't want to do college? that. To it's not. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. The Giants have they made some signings? You could say that. You could say that they made they they come out they came out swinging and they signed Brandon Marshall, the six time Pro Bowler. That's right. So I forgot about that. Arguably the best wide receiver core in the league now at yeah. this point with OBJ, Brandon Marshall, and. Um, Totally, Sterling Shepard will be back for year he's, two. He's back for sure. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. He had a he had a pretty solid rookie year. He'll be back for year two. He's a uh, Victor Cruz's heir apparent, <laughs> and um, I I think like that's not the answer to the offense. You know, we we could throw the ball decently already, 
I think this I think this will blow some gates open. Like this creates some serious matchup problems. Cause, oh, one hundred percent. Because last year the Giants didn't have a true outside of the numbers receiver, and like absolutely Brandon Marshall is still that. Because he may be 30, 34 now. I don't even know if he's that old. He's older though. He's on the he's on the back end of the spectrum of the career. But he's he's not the kind of receiver that's going to beat you with his speed or his finesse. He's just bigger than you and stronger. And that's all he needs. And better. Yeah. He's like a Larry Fitzgerald type. And, like, granted, Larry is, like, the fastest human on earth and has the best hands ever. <laughs> but he, his main thing is he's just bigger and stronger than you. So, and not only that, but he, he can play outside the numbers. He can also play traditional receiver. He can also play a slot receiver position. Because he's it just, he's all over the field. Yeah, he's 33 about yeah. that. So, and it really is pick your poison because you're either doubling Marshall or you're doubling OBJ. Either yeah. way, you've got a multiple time pro, pro bowler who's going to be open. Yeah, and then you still have Sterling Shepard. As well, Who's yeah. not, not bad at all. And like I, But like I said, this is all great. The receiving core yeah. is going to be awesome next year. All we need is Eli to not get hurt or throw interceptions a lot. <laughs> so... The only thing that is left <laughs> to fix is, and I think you can even skip over the running back position because I think Paul Perkins is solid. Yeah. Second yeah. year out of the UC, out of UCLA, I think he he made strides towards the, towards the end of last year. But the offensive line has always been the Giants' Achilles heel ever since that squad that won the 07 championship kind of like parted ways after mm-hmm. that season. They pieced. Yeah, I mean. If you're if you're building an NFL team, like what position do you start with? I mean, you know they they say the games are one of the trenches, so I'd say O line, D line. Yeah, it's mean, you start in the trench. You start with O line. Quarterbacks important too. I mean, obviously, yeah, but I mean, you can if you <laughs> if Joe Flacco can <laughs> can win a, a championship. Is Joe Flacco elite? Yes or no? It's a no. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a no from me. But, uh, I mean, so far, so good with the Giants. They uh, they signed DJ Fluker from the Chargers. I like that. That just pretty much adds adds depth. He's not, like, an all-star or anything. Justin Pugh will be back and healthy for next season. He was one of the better uh, left guards in the game last year. Western Richburg is a solid option at center, and they re-signed Bobby Hart. <laughs> Eric Flowers is a liability at left tackle, so I'm really hoping <laughs> another move gets made there. That's or, the one position on the line you really don't exactly, have a liability. Exactly, like. exactly. I like. I think he had more like holdings, or it was like he had the same amount of holdings as like sacks a lot last year. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> the double double. Yeah. So I think they'll go. They'll take someone on either defense or offensive line in the first round next year. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. I wish I could tell you, but I do not know. Um, you skipped over one. I think huge signing for the Giants, dude. Running back. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants you know resigned yeah. out of out of Tulane, the Green Wave, Orleans Darkwood. The pride, back. the pride of the he Green Wave. He had two wave. TDs last year. Yeah, I know he did. I'm just telling you, watch out. Yeah, well, three D R B. You mm-hmm. know, they also mm-hmm. signed Sean Don. That's a typo. Sean Dron. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, um, Shane Green will be back next year. Okay. He was he was really solid this year before he went down. He he actually was their starting back. Yeah. He jumped for Shaw Jennings. And I like Perkins too. Perkins. Like you said yeah. before, Perkins is very good. Yeah. I think he'll get the majority of the carries next year, and then you'll probably see Green right after yeah. him. I would agree with that because Perkins is younger too. They got to give him yeah. the load. I, it's it's a really deep running back class in the draft this year, so I'd like to see them take a playmaker too. Yeah, and if someone falls, you know, Fournette maybe. Uh, 
there's three like first round quality running backs like that'll that will be in that area you know it's Fournette Dalvin and Caffrey that's right what about the running back in Auburn Petway is he staying what is, what is his deal I believe he's staying he's yeah. staying okay mm-hmm. interesting Nick Chubb will be back too yeah Anything going on in college football that we want to talk about? Because I think we can skip over the Browns. That's they, fine. They haven't like done much. Yeah, sorry, Browns. Uh, college football. We got a. Uh, it's kind of pro day, pro day season right now. You'll be uh, there. Yeah, I'll be there for Florida pro day. I'm super excited this year. Um, we're just kind of in the swing, in, in the swing of spring ball yeah. right now. So. Who would you team? say? Sorry, who would you say quarterback? The front runner for quarterback is right now. See, I don't, I don't really want to comment on the team just because, like, you know, privacy and stuff. Fair enough. I, that was, I was kind of told. Fair enough. That is professional. But I, I will not say there's one clear-cut starter okay, so over still, another right now. It's still up in the air. Yeah, it's definitely. It's absolutely a real competition. Everyone I've heard has said that Franks is getting the first team reps. Um, but I, I think either way, like you said, it's, not, it's too early. It's way mm-hmm. too early. Yeah. Spring game's coming up April 7th, I believe. Yes. Sir. Friday night again. That would yes, be exciting. Um, pumped for that. It was funny to see Coach Mack excited about the basketball team at a presser the other day. Yeah. I love Coach Mack. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and he's grown out the goatee now. In his third year at Colorado State, when he went 10-4, had his best season. The goatee. goatee. It looks good. I saw it the other day. It looks very good. It's all right. It's all right. Well, for Coach Mack. For sure. It's, it's perfect for him. Who am I to comment, you know? <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, uh, that might be it for the show, for this episode, right? Yeah, action-packed. I think we got yeah. a, lot of, created a lot of information in there. I say this just about every time. I don't want to talk about Lightning right now because we're struggling. We're four points out of the playoffs. I'm just going to get pissed. We have a big game tonight against Boston. Let's, we need the win. If we lose a game, we're done, and I will not watch another game the rest of the season. At Boston, correct? Yes, at Boston. And they're already locked in the playoffs, so that could help us maybe. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I'm just going to, as my final uh, spiel, I'm just going to say to pipe it up. Hey, yeah, go Gators, pipe it up. We'll see you guys in the Elite Eight. Knock on wood, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah.